welcome once again to the only show that takes a look at the sales pipeline in its entirety. So grab your board, catch a wave, and let's ride along with the uh, surfmeister himself, Matt Hines, surfing somewhere on the East Coast, I believe, here today. That's right. How are we doing, Paul? We're doing good. Where Where are you at? You're like uh, Finding Waldo. Where are you? Uh, we are on the, on Matt's wonderful mystery tour of B2B <laughs> conferences uh, this fall. We're in Boston. Uh, we, um, If you had asked me this 24 hours ago, though, I was uh, spent the beginning of the week in Las Vegas at the CEB Sales and Marketing Summit. Wow. Which, uh, if you're in B2B and haven't been to that, just fantastic. CEB is the... Uh, they, if you're familiar with the Challenger sale and the newer book Challenger customer, those are both CEB materials. Um, so spent the last couple of days digging into complex B2B sales and marketing strategy with them. And then today in Boston for the Marketing Profs B2B Forum, uh, a great conference. One of those great conferences, that, you know, it's not too big. It's not too small. It's perfectly sized. You get to know some good people, great marketers, great people just in the trenches trying to get good work done. And uh, that's a lot of what we try to cover here at Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks very much again for joining us. I'm your host, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. And uh, every week here live, Thursdays at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, we are covering issues related to sales pipeline management, sales marketing. We blend it all together. It's all one big pipeline. Uh, we make money when deals close, and marketing and sales both help with that quite a bit. Uh, you can find out more about past episodes as well as who's coming up at salespipelineradio.com. We'd love you to follow our podcast, uh, which is available on the iTunes Store and Google Play. Uh, and you can always uh, get uh, all the past episodes on demand, both at HeinzMarketing.com and SalesPipelineRadio.com. Uh, today, excited to uh, feature a friend of mine who's uh, talk about in the trenches, is uh, is running his own company in the marketing technology space and is well-versed on all things sales and marketing, B2B. Um, you know, very excited today uh, to have the CEO of uh, a great product called LeanNo, Matt Benatti. Benatti. Matt, how, uh, thanks very much for joining Sales Pipeline Radio. Hey, thanks, Matt. I guess it's the uh, Matt and Matt show today, huh? It is. It is the Matt and Matt show. Uh, both both of us from the East Coast. Where, um, boy, this morning when we when I flew in, I took the red eye from Vegas, and it was gorgeous. I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful morning. And looks like we may be in for a little bit of rain now uh, here in the Boston area. But uh, you know, excited to have you on the show. We could. I feel like with you, we could spend a good. You know, we could we could have you on for the next month and have just a ton of stuff we could cover. But. You know, I want to I want to dig in a little to sort of the idea behind Lean Dome and you know as as marketers look for ways to gain an advantage and to help their organizations you know find those incremental gains and improvement and efficiency of their program you know Lean Dome just seems like a perfect example of something that is capturing an opportunity that most companies just completely miss. Can you I know this isn't meant to be a sales pitch, but walk people through a little bit of what Lean Dome does and what problem it solves. Yeah, yeah, I will. You know. I agree with you 100%. So my background was technical and then into marketing, and that combination really helped me when I could see the marketing side of the house, particularly in lead gen and, and working with sales teams. And I've been in very small companies uh, where I was in the single-digit hire uh, to larger companies, and it's very consistent to me that uh, folks are looking for that competitive advantage. Marketing automation, ABM techniques, other techniques are sort of leveling the playing field and savvy marketers and savvy savvy sales folks are always looking for that next thing that can help them uh, go above the fray. Uh, when I was leading the marketing teams at last companies like Natiza and Mozbien, you know, some of the things that I was, was driving towards was leveraging a data set that most of us 
simply ignore. And that data set is is really hard to to you know tame and get into and pull information out of. But if you can do it, it's a wonderful thing, and we'll get into that. This data source are campaign reply emails, um, and so most marketers, most salespeople realize when they send out an email or a email campaign, there's a lot of information that comes back. And most of us just let it go into the bit bucket, so to speak. Some of us have sent people after it. Sales teams are often told, hey, go get that information. But, you know, we're all so busy. Nobody has time. I looked for a solution. I couldn't find one, so I built it. That's what Lead Dome is all about. And I, and I love this for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, I mean, you know, just as a as an entrepreneur, I love the idea of sort of finding those pockets of value that the rest of the market is ignoring. And and I also look at this and I think about how often we just we get those out of office messages and we just throw them away. Like, I mean, we don't even look at them anymore. And there's so much valuable information there. I mean, we you know we 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 spend so much time gnashing our teeth as B two B marketers and salespeople about how bad our data is and how and how hard it is to find really unique insights that help us sell. And yet our inboxes are full of them with a bunch of emails that we delete. You know, I mean, what, what kind of information are we talking about? I know, like, when I get those, I often see, okay, well, someone's going to be back in the office, I guess, in a couple of days. But as I've looked more closely at these, now that I've learned more about what you guys are doing, I mean, I, I see, you know, other people in the marketing organization I could talk to. I mean, honestly, I got one this morning from a colleague or a, sort of a, a company we work with, and I knew she was out of the office, um, but I got the response, and it, she basically gave me an org chart. Like she says, well, if you want help on this, you go to this person. If you want someone who's responsible for X, you go to this person. So, you know, where, you know, in many cases, we're looking for insight into those internal buying committees. Uh, sometimes those out-of-office messages will literally walk us through that. Absolutely, right. And we'll get into all the different aspects of this, but you're, you're right. I've seen as many as 20 come back in a single email with titles just listed off um, because it was a top person at the company and they wanted to make sure that they had the coverage they needed while they were out. And we see folks like, um, I'll give a shout out to uh, my friend Craig Elias who wrote the, the book on sales trigger events. You know, um, we think about bounces, right? He's, he's written a whole book essentially around trigger events and much of it focused on bounces where, you know, we can leverage things that most people throw away. And, and he has this process to go in and, and turn one hard bounce into four opportunities. Well, when I approached him and said, hey, Craig, I love what you're doing here, but how about if I could give you a three, six, even nine-month advantage on that email? And, of course, his whole, his whole mantra is first in wins, and, in fact, it's 74% of the time if you, if you uh, look at his data sets. So uh, let's take that one first. A bounced email happens when somebody leaves the company. And what's really popular right now are left the company reply emails. Hey, Matt's no longer with the company, but don't worry, Sally's here to help out. And, and so what you know is that there's been a significant event within that organization Matt, who you've engaged with, or maybe Matt, even your customer, has left. You find that out immediately, and now you have an opportunity to go find out where Matt went and start talking to him again, because as salespeople, we all know, if you've got a great relationship with Matt and his current location, he's probably going to a uh, parallel or better job and has buying power again, so you better go 
and uh, knock on his door. And we also give you Sally, who has taken over for Matt. Sally is now your go-to person at that existing account that you have. Um, and then we fill in the sides of who, re- you know, who did Sally uh, jobs get replaced and where did the person that Matt replaced go to. So that adds up to the four. And we no longer have to wait for a hard bounce, right? So we're giving you all that timing advantage. You absolutely will beat the competition if you have that information. So that's one use case. You know, you, um, I mean, I want to, I want to walk through more of these, uh, use cases as well. I mean, this, this is fascinating to me. We're, we've got Matt, Matt Bonatti today, the CEO of Lead Gnome on Sales Pipeline Radio. And, you know, you, you met, you made a comment in the midst of that where you basically said it, you, you met, you referenced the phrase, it adds up, it all adds up. And this is, this to me is the perfect example of identifying an opportunity in existing operations that we are ignoring that may not be "Quote unquote earth shattering." It may not be, you know, the the uh, the silver bullet that too often we spend an awful lot of time looking for that really rarely, if ever, exists. But I feel like, you know, in in sales and marketing, part of the game is 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 adjustments. It's finding those incremental opportunities to get better. It's finding marginal improvement at various phases of the sales process that, when stitched together, creates. A, a fairly compelling competitive advantage and you know those little increases in productivity those little increases in response rate and conversion rate across an entire marketing effort across an entire sales organization can lead to massive change and massive impact on result agreed and you brought up uh, a great example early on uh which was the out of office and here's a, a great example of that incremental uh, approach so Hey, it's Matt. I'm out of the office till Monday. While I'm gone, contact Sam. Well, we know a bunch of things now. And by the way, just so we're clear, this is not signature scraping. It's not looking at header, although we do that. This is unpacking that unstructured copy or written, written, you know, human written piece in the body of the email. This is not being done anywhere else. That's where all the context is. That's where all the gold is within these emails. So, again, from that from that out of office email, we know Matt is out of the office until Monday. Well, it's pretty logical to tee up your SDR to call Matt on Tuesday, give him a day to, to you know clean up from being at the conference or being on vacation, and reach out to him on Tuesday because he's going to be receptive. You know he's in the office, and so one of the things that uh, we talk about with our customers all the time is creating an automated process, and Lead Gnome happens to do this, um, to set up a task, a scheduled task, in your CRM so that the lead owner knows that he should call or she should call Matt on Tuesday. And a simple, it, it, it just sounds so simple, and yet it, it dramatically improves your uh, ability to connect with these folks. And connect rates are really important. Every salesperson will tell you they call, they call, they call. It's so painful, and they wish that they didn't have to keep calling. Well, if you know that that person's going to be back on a certain day, you have a much better chance of connecting with them. 
Yeah, it, it's connect rates. It's also context. I mean, you gave a couple examples of just getting insights into not only when to respond to someone, but with what information, with what angle. Um, you know, as you are getting smarter as an organization and addressing different people in the organization. Let's say you've got sort of your your messaging map that tells you the different personas involved. That you know, based on their based on their role in the buying process. It gives you even further insight to be able to segment that message. It makes your marketing smarter. It makes your sales team smarter to have those insights. And I feel like too often we're looking for definitive answers. We're looking for thunderbolts when we really need to be listening for whispers. You know, we're looking for these big definitive answers on how precisely to sell to everybody. And I, I have not seen that. I continue to, 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 to believe that there is no silver bullet like that. And yet I also, I feel like our customers are whispering to us all the time, you know, and they're, they're giving us these subtle clues that are not always directed to us, but they're definitely, um, it's, it's an opportunity that, that, that we're passing by on too significant, too significant a basis. Again, got Matt Bonatti today here on Sales Pipeline Radio, who is the CEO and founder of Lead Gnome. We're talking about buyer insights and what you do from a sales and marketing standpoint, um, to do that. Um, you know, Matt, what else are you seeing in the market in terms of those whispers? I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, obviously you're seeing a lot of that kind of information in the, in the out of office replies, but, uh, you know, quickly before we head into break, you know, what are some other things that you think might be on the horizon that are other insights that are, you know, that are identifiable and can be converted into action items for, for, for our sales, for our sales teams? Yeah, here's a great one. Um, we often see emails that are coming in explicitly to tell folks that their email address is it has changed or is changing soon. Now, what does this tell you? They may, in their email, say, hey, I just got married, right? And so there's a personal reason why their email address changed. But more often than not, what we're seeing, and you can look up lots of data on this around rebranding of companies, uh, merger and acquisitions that are taking place, but more often than not, the email changes, of which I believe the stat is 43% of email addresses change uh, over a year's time, that um, these are caused by true, you know, significant changes within the organization. They were just bought. There's a rebranding. There's something going on there. And it's really important that you take on that whisper and dig in. It's a great touch point. Reach out to that person. Hey, what's going on? You know, because you'll you'll figure out whether you're if you're trying to sell to them how the dynamics change. Likewise, if they're already a customer in a post sales process, how is your renewal looking now that something's changed there? These are critical pieces of information for the sales team, for the account success team, all across the organization, including the marketing. And these really need to be listened to and then take action on. I agree. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a couple, in a, just a couple moments with Matt Bonatti. We'll be talking a lot more about uh, subtle and not so subtle signals we're getting from our customers. Talk about what's coming up in the future episodes. Uh, thanks for joining us, the Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. 
In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem, and it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, with that, let's get back to Matt and his guest. Thanks very much, Paul. Well, I uh, appreciate everyone joining us. It's, it's exciting to see the number of people that are joining Sales Pipeline Radio, both live as well as through the podcast, continue to increase. Uh, not sure, Paul, if you got we – were, we were trading internally some of the uh, – the metrics and results that we're starting to see over the last couple of months and just very humbled by the those of you that are joining us. So thanks very much for doing that. Uh, would love to see you. Of course, next week we'll be live again on uh, Thursday, uh, every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, uh, 11.30 Pacific. Next week we've, we are excited to have Jessica Fulis, who is uh, runs field marketing for Demand Base, and we're going to ta- be talking about account-based marketing more, more specifically how to sell the idea and program of account-based marketing inside your organization. It's one thing to, you know, have one person or two people excited about a program, but with account-based marketing in particular, you gotta, you know, you gotta make sure the sales teams engage on their part. You gotta make sure a CFO is engaged so that they're gonna fund the program. So we're gonna be talking about strategies and specific tools and templates for how to get that across. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm excited about that is, is not just for the, because of the frothiness around account-based marketing this year, but because no matter what you call it, uh, the bu- buying process is getting more complicated. There are more and more people that are involved. Uh, literally last year when CEB published the book, The Challenger Customer, they estimated there were on average 5.4 people in the internal buying committee involved in making purchases in B2B. As of this summer, literally a year later, they've already revised it up to 6.8 people. Um, and at the conference I was at with, with CEB the last couple of days, uh, most of the enterprise sellers that we talk to that are selling into enterprise says, well, that number's not even high enough. We're seeing way more than that. So when you think about how complex that's getting now, it certainly, you know, implies a pretty high uh, level of value on insights you can gather about who's in the organization, who's doing what, uh, making sure you have not only the right people, but also the right roles. And certainly that is a, you know, one of the advantage of, uh, the, the product from our guest today, Matt Bonatti, who's a founder and, and, uh, CEO and president of, of LeadNome. And, you know, Matt, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the buying process as you see it. Is this getting more complex? I mean, it feels like it's getting harder. But I'm all, you know, I think we, we've both been seeing people that are sort of cutting through that, not just with tools, but better messaging and better strategies. You know, what's, what's really working for those that are still breaking through and seeing sales results today as the buying committees get larger and as buying cycles get more complex? What are the commonalities of companies you see that are being successful today? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great segue. I mean, I, uh, you, you had mentioned a couple of stats. Gartner a couple of months ago had said that the new magic number is seven, right? So that's increasing, you know, as we get more and more complex. I've been in enterprise B2B 
uh, companies for a couple of decades, and it's clearly getting much more challenging. And, you know, the, the whole concept of ABM is out there to help, right? And John Miller and, and his metrics, right, he's sort of known for metrics. The whole idea of coverage is critically important when you're trying to penetrate and map out accounts and then devise the right strategies on an account-by-account basis. And, you know, uh, ABM is one of those things that's old, that's come back, and it's new now, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, but these, to me, the, the modern ABM is doing a couple of things. It's focusing, again, on the true sales model, which is targeting accounts. But it's doing something uh, more this time around. It's aligning sales and marketing. And I'm passionately involved in that discussion. Uh, in all of my years in marketing, that's one of the sort of the keystones to my strategy. How do we align sales and marketing? ABM uh, tries to do this, and I think it does it well. And when you're talking about campaign reply emails, this is a great strategy to get further into those accounts, broader and deeper into those accounts, because if you just think about what's happening, you're sending out an email to your targeted accounts, and what you're getting back is from those accounts. So in our examples, we've found a replacement for somebody who left the company, or we found an alternative person while, you know, somebody's on vacation or at a conference. You're increasing your sphere of influence and being able to map that account in a, in a very uh, ABM-like fashion. Um, and I think that gaining that coverage, working within that uh, sphere of influence as it broadens, and reaching out to those people is critically important for the company. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, get, I mean, I think you, you couple, touched on a couple important things there. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Matt, I think you and I, we could spend we could spend an awful lot of time talking about this and, you know, running out of time already, unfortunately. But, yeah, I think the, for me, it's a little frustrating that we continue to call it account-based marketing because this, this does not work if this is purely a marketing initiative. This is clearly 100%. to be successful with account-based selling, account-based revenue, however you want to call it. This is a this is an account versus lead oriented approach that integrates sales and marketing activities into a single set of coordinated plays, a single set of coordinated messages. Um, so I, I think gone are the days when, like for instance, we've been talking a lot about out of office messages and how much insight is in those. I mean, gone are the days when we could say, oh well, that's a sales follow up or that's a marketing follow up or this is simply input into Marketo from a lead scoring standpoint or this is simply input for a sales team to be able to follow up. Um, you know, our prospects aren't giving us that margin of error anymore. You know, they're, they're crazy busy. They've got a thousand other things they have to do and a thousand other vendors trying to get their attention. So if you approach them with multiple, you know, messages, if you approach them with conflicting messages, you know, you, you know, at best, you look like you don't know what you're doing. At worst, you are pushing prospects away. And so, you know, whether it's out of office messages or insights from outside, uh, from the outside market. I mean, I think, you know, being able to coordinate that together is, is critically important. You know, Matt, as we have to wrap up here in a couple minutes, just curious, you know, take a look in the future a little bit. We're getting, you know, we're getting into the fall. It's, uh, it's raining a little bit more. We're looking at next year. Like, how does this continue to evolve? What, what other insights and buying signals do you expect, you know, maybe a year from now we're talking about that have evolved as some of those incremental gains in, in response and conversion and value for, for sales and marketing? Yeah, I think what we're going to be able to do uh, in the not-too-distant future is expand from 
this simple, and I call it simple, although technologically wise it's not, but the simple notion of mining the information within these reply emails, but being able to marry that with other bits of information for each and every one of our customers, say their Salesforce, their Marketo data, et cetera, and then provide some predictions. You know, the whole idea of predictive analytics is near and dear to my heart. I've been in a couple of those companies. It's, it's something that can really be leveraged here to drive home new opportunities, to drive that pipeline, grow that pipeline, and, um, and really look at the companies or the accounts where you have a, a higher degree of success. And, and some of the other ones, you know, they need a little bit more nurturing. So right. I believe that if we marry what we're learning here with some of the other data that we have within the organization, the predictions are going to be truly impactful on the, uh, on the revenue-driving capacity of the organization. You got it. Well, hey, Matt, I know um, this this has gone fast. This has been great. You, you, uh, I, I had uh, full expectations that you were going to bring a lot of value, and in a short amount of time you did. So I want to thank our guest, Matt Bonatti. Uh, definitely check out Lead Gnome online. Uh, they got some great content, great insights, and uh, uh, worth learning more from Matt uh, as you can. If you want to hear a replay of this great conversation with Matt Bonatti, you can go to salespipelineradio.com. We'll have a full replay there. Uh, make sure you don't miss any episode, even if you can't join us live, by subscribing to the podcast, Sales Pipeline. Line Radio at Google Play in the iTunes Store. And as always, we'll have a transcript, a sort of an edited transcript of this conversation with Matt on our blog at HeinzMarketing.com. Make sure you join us next week, Thursday, every Thursday, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. Next week, we're going to be talking more about account-based marketing, account-based selling, and how to truly get that uh, process off the ground and get everybody on your internal uh, team, sales, marketing, finance, operations, the IT group, get them all on board so you can move forward with that and really any program you want to sell internally. So uh, thanks again, Matt, for joining us today. Thank you, Paul, as always, for your Masswork production behind the scenes. And we'll see you next week. This is Matt Hines. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. Yes, you have. Sales Pipeline Radio, the only show that takes a look at the complete sales pipeline from start to finish. Brought to you by Matt Hines, the Hines Marketing. 